Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, aliens, psychics, religion, new age, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, holistic health, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, while other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's modern world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Hello everyone and welcome to another week of spiritual shit. And I hope that you really enjoyed last week's episode. I got a lot of feedback from you guys and saying you really, really loved having Ainsley on the show. And so thank you for all the fun messages that I got receiving about that. I hope that you took advantage of 1212 yesterday, uh, which I, I hear is a massive manifestation portal. And it was so fitting. We didn't plan it like this, but we had our Manifest You 2022 uh, workshop yesterday and it was really amazing. I had it with Sharon and uh, thank you if you were there. We had such a good time and it was some really powerful stuff and uh, I'd encourage you to keep a lookout for that uh, to be sold on a website near you <laughs> pretty soon. Uh, there was just so many things that we were able to dismantle around manifestation that we felt really didn't work in uh, today's current, I would say, evolution of mindset and so we got to deal with that pretty, pretty in depth and I, I loved it. It was amazing. So if you were there, it was awesome to see you. Uh, if you missed out, just look out for that workshop to be sold, uh, here pretty soon. Uh, besides that, let's do a few announcements. We have a Patreon workshop coming up on January 2nd. It is at 10 AM CST and that workshop is going to be all about dreams. We are going to talk about dreams and what we think they mean and how to use them in order to communicate with spirit. And we might be covering some other things too around uh, the dream world and the subconscious, but I'm really excited about this one because I actually discovered my gifts through the dreams that I was having. So that's pretty fun. So uh, if you'd like to do that, go to patreon.com slash the lovely Aaliyah to become a $10 member. Um, there were also having mystery school at 1 PM CST, uh, but we are uh, all booked for that. Now we have about 51 participants and a really wonderful group and community to be a part of, to, to try our gifts. Um, so just kind of, if that's something you're interested in, uh, still try and check out Patreon if you want to. And, uh, if someone, you know, graciously gives up their spot, uh, then you can be on the wait list for that. So, um, besides that, we have a really, really interesting guest today, uh, where we're talking to a pet psychic, um, she's already a, a medium anyway, but it's so cool to talk specifically around pets because it's just not something you hear a lot about. And given that I've had a few pets that have passed through the other side, it was so neat to, uh, hear that they are around and, and, you know, some other messages, I won't give it away right now. So that's going to be really fun for you guys to listen to, I think. Uh, besides that, I just want to make another announcement that if you are getting DMs from me or any other spiritual practitioner on Instagram, it is not us. 
uh, I made my account public again, which means that then uh, I have, a, I don't know, like 12 or more uh, accounts impersonating me. So if they are approaching you in your DMs and they're following you and they're saying, hey, dear, I have a message for you. Uh, it's not me. And so uh, do not give these people your money. Block and report them immediately. Uh, I feel like I've had to announce this uh, prior and it's, it's just, it's gotten out of hand. I feel like most people kind of understand and know that these are scammers, but in case you need a reminder, uh, that's there for you. Um, then we are also opening up our, our lovely platform here for sponsors. And so it's taken me a long time to get to the place where I, I feel okay with, you know, doing ads on the show because it was very much my intention to do this for impact. Um, but you know, like we got to make a living here. There's a lot of free content and a lot takes a lot of time. So if you are a, a small business or a regular sized business that finds that you are, your business is in alignment, uh, with this particular audience, um, you know, reach out to me at hello at lovelyalia.com and I'll put you in contact with my agency that is setting up, um, you know, aligned partnerships and collaborations. So, Oh, that's a, it's a scary part for me to dip into because it makes me officially some kind of influencer. And uh, <laughs> it's a, something I'm very hesitant around, but you know, it's a, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It means the show is doing well. And so we are, we are happy and thankful that people want to align themselves with us and our brand. So anyway, uh, let's get into today's episode now. Susan Allen is an internationally renowned psychic medium and animal intuitive. Connecting with spirits, Susan consistently delivers powerful messages with gentleness, compassion, warmth, and wit, providing healing spaces, peace, and closure to her clients. Having spent decades cultivating her innate gifts, Susan draws her experience as a Reiki master, a Hopopono practitioner, author, and a life coach. She works with individuals and groups from celebrities to doctors, professional athletes, moms, families, and more. She's an intuitive healer and medium who began studying mediumship and mysticism in her late teens, and she can connect with all life and all souls, including animals at their soul level. She's been communicating with animals on a deep soul level since childhood, and she does what she calls soul speak, a name that came to her through meditation. Clients from around the world have benefited from the work of Susan Allen, and as a former model, art dealer, and real estate professional, she has found her highest calling to be mediumship. Her genuine love for animals is evident by the authentic readings that she gives, and her readings are insightful, powerful, and truly useful to you and your pet's environment and well-being. She's able to use the animals to help heal their people and environment they live in, and she communicates messages about clients' loved ones, pets, present, and past. The information she provides is insightful and transformative, as you will see, providing very specific, precise details that will blow you away. So please welcome Susan Allen to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Aaliyah Lovely, and today we have the wonderful Susan Allen, who is a medium, psychic or psychic medium, uh, and a animal communicator, which we're going to spend most of our time talking about today. How are you doing, honey? I'm great. How are you? So nice Good. to see nice to- your, your crystals and your background. Just Thank gorgeous. you. We are very aligned. Uh, those of you guys who are watching the interview, you can see she's wearing blue and I've got the blue background. We're all in our throat chakra today. So that's good. Um, so you have a very fascinating topic that I'm sure a lot of our listeners will be excited to hear about because we have, most of us have had a very close connection with an animal in our lives. And I've always been very close to animals growing up. We always had a dog in the house one way or another and felt very connected to their energy. And then upon a lot of them 
passing, particularly one of them that was very, very close to me, I started to look into people who did um, pet psychic medium readings. And, mm-hmm. and at the time I wasn't doing this show. So I was very skeptical and I was very like, yeah, but like, what are they going to tell you? Like, I'm a good boy. And I'm, you know, like, is there anything that can really be evidential about the information that you get from your pet? Um, we will find out. Yes, that is absolutely something that can happen. I listened to some of your interviews and you are quite impressive. So before we get to that though, I would love to hear your history and like what happened with you as a child growing up. When did you first know that you could talk to animals in this capacity? And, and how did you decide to then do this as a profession? <laughs> that is a great question. Um, I, I think I was born this way. I was always bo- I was born a little odd and different. And my dad knew on some level that animals always soothed me. Mm. Because whenever um, I could say the word shit, because that's your podcast, right? <laughs> whenever the shit proverbially hit the fan in my crazy Italian household growing up in Brooklyn, um, he'd take me to where animals were. Um, and I would always calm and be soothed. And um, I really didn't, you know, I always was clear audience. So I felt like I was always in another realm, but I wasn't connecting the dots. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when the passing of my mom at 26, about six months later, I was dying and didn't know it. <laughs> oh, I heard her screaming in my head get to the emergency room. And it was so real and loud that I got to the emergency room and they gave me my last rites and somehow I made it through a a surgery. I had to get intubated. So it was very dramatic. And I still wasn't paying attention that, you know, this was really happening. I was always really empathic. So I always seemed to know what animals needed and people needed. And it comes from you know, I like to say uh, my trauma is my superpower, which is the working title of my book. Mm. It kind of does open your third eye when you grow up in a chaotic environment because all your senses are on red alert mm-hmm. um, to know like what's going to happen next. And you, it just develops from there. But my grandmother had abilities. I never talked to her. She spoke fluent Italian. I found out much later in life that she was incredibly psychic and could predict things, but she was terrified of it. Mm-hmm. So she didn't nurture it and love it. I, I feel very blessed to be in um, an environment now where, you know, the Long Island medium paved the way for a lot of us, you know, being on TV. But I, I feel like now it's okay to let my weirdo flow and go. Yeah. Um, what, how I really got into animal communication, I was still denying it. I was always into horses and being around horses. And I, I had a couple of horses that, you know, I took care of, um, when I moved to Southern California, but always had this huge connection with horses growing up in Brooklyn. And my mother would be like, you're not getting a horse. (laughs) So I knew when I moved to California, um, you know, 25 years ago from Brooklyn, I, would get involved with horses. And that's kind of where it started. Like I'd be working on a horse every week, uh, brushing him, massaging him. And I kind of um, would be talking to him telepathically. Mm. And he would tell me, and I thought I was losing it, you know, I just thought, oh, you know, if they see you here crying and, you know, uh, muttering, I wasn't talking out loud. It was all, you know, in my head. Yeah. And 
I would be brushing him and massaging him and um, he'd be telling me about his past and where he hurt. And then one time he said to me, put your hands here. And he basically taught me how to heal. And mm -hmm. he said, feel this area. And um, you know, it's so many years ago that I can't, it's, this is gonna be the Reader's Digest version for you <laughs> <laughs> and your audience. But I, I put my hands on his legs and my hand, um, the area was very hot. It was inflamed and I could feel energy leave my hands. And I, then I could feel his body get cool. So I just still wasn't, you know, recognizing that I was really doing this. And then I always wanted a French bulldog. It took me like two years to get one to pull the plug. I just thought they were outrageously overpriced here in Southern California. Hmm. And I fell in love with this little French bulldog and I got her and it was, um, I would say like now 15 years ago. I just loved her so much. And while I was working on the horse, she was home. I was up at the ranch working on this horse. He wasn't mine. I didn't even know the owner. The lady at the ranch said, you can't ride. So just come and love on this horse. His name was Leo. So I was up there and I needed, um, I needed a joint surgery. I couldn't stand anymore. And I said to him telepathically, our routine was that I would brush him, I'd massage him, and then he'd eat like a couple of pounds of carrots, a lot of carrots. He's this huge horse. <laughs> and then after being there 90 minutes, he finally put his head down and let me kiss his face and, you know, scratch his head. He was so huge. He'd never, you know, he'd always like go like this. So I couldn't touch his face. But at the end, when he knew when we were out of carrots and I had given him a massage and I had done some healing work on him and I brushed him. He'd eventually put his head in my hands. Mm. But this one Friday I was up there and I knew Monday I'd have my surgery. Finally, I was putting it off. I was terrified having had my first bone surgery at 10 years old and they didn't give me anesthesia because I remember they told my mother, they thought I had a heart problem. So they, they gave me anesthesia, but they didn't give me painkillers. Oh, yeah. And I remember like just not ever wanting to have bone surgeries or doctors around me. I had always orthopedic issues since I'm a kid. I was born that way. And um, it was the horse. I said to him, I'm not going to see you for six weeks. So you better put your head down. I was like getting aggravated because I'm literally rubbing him, massaging him and brushing him, standing on one leg. Okay. So I, within a split second, he put his head down, closed his eyes and dropped his head. And that's how fast nature hears us and mm. animals hear us. And when I go back in time, probably another three years prior to that, and I remember living at a friend's house and I was in my late thirties too. It was all around this time. It was all coming to fruition. There was this huge monarch butterfly in her backyard. This monarch was in the backyard. And this is where I know that nature hears us at every, on every level. The minute we think something, they feel it. And this butterfly was over her pool. And I said to the butterfly, come please land on my hand. And I stopped looking at the butterfly, but I had my hands up and I saw the butterfly on my hand. I, would, I was just imagining this butterfly on my hand. Hmm. And I was like, with this deep feeling, I was saying, please come to my hands, please come to my hands. And all of a sudden this butterfly lands on my hand. 
And so I pick it up this close to my eyes and I'm looking at him and looking at him and he's opening his wings and closing his wings. And it was incredible, you know, and we didn't have, it was so many years ago, <laughs> we didn't have camera phones. You know, there was nobody there to grab the camera, nor would I, I was so in it. So yeah. I didn't see myself figuring out how do I photograph this? And I'm telling him, you're amazing, you're beautiful. And he's just like opening his wings and closing it. He's a big monarch. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm telling you, it was unbelievable. And we were just together, felt like forever. Mm. But I didn't think that. All I thought was, was having a conversation with him. We were in deep conversation. Mm. And when I thought, this is where I'm going with this, the minute I thought, oh, my arm is hurting, like, because I was holding my arm up with this butterfly on it. I didn't want to drop my hand. Within seconds of that thought, he was gone. Yeah. And that's how animals are. They're so deeply connected to us in real time that they, they just know they came in really to heal us and to be, you know, a part of the world with us and to balance our world and to have us um, live more fulfilling lives. Because personally, I, I don't know what my life will be like without an animal in it. Yeah. I'm limited. I only have a dog and a cat. They're both rescues. I don't think they like being called rescues. You know, they prefer just being our animals. Um, and when I got my Rosie, my Frenchie finally that I got, and I was doing, I was in a completely different profession and I was tired and it was like the end of the day and I was just going into the store to get a cat toy. I had had a cat and I had not had a dog since my mother passed away since 1989. I really always wanted a dog, but I know I wanted to give a lot of time to a dog if mm -hmm. I was going to get a dog. Because when my mother passed away, we had a dog and it was like I was working and I wasn't home enough and there was so much guilt when she went. Right. Year after my mom died. So I just wanted to make sure that I had the time and I, I just wanted to be there with the dog. So I got this um, French bulldog. I called her Rosie because she was just hilarious. And she was around during when the surgery started. So I needed three surgeries. Um, and I was getting, I was feeling, trying to get well during a surgery and I wasn't healing because I was still involved in that other job. <laughs> that was so stressful. And I, I was, the stress was creating more inflammation in my body. And I remember my brother, who I'm very close to, I called him, he lives in New York. And I said, blah, 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 I don't feel well. And he said, you better just take some silly mindless class. Find something you love on the internet. And it was that morning that I got an email that there was a teleclass that I could do like on my iPad in beginner animal communication. And I just like, I still wasn't, there was no awareness. Mm. Okay? It wasn't like... I still wasn't really realizing that this was all happening. I was yeah. even after the, the Leo incident where I, I knew that energy was leaving my hands. I knew he heard me say, I'm not going to see you for six weeks. And as he dropped his head, I still wasn't connecting the dots I was yeah. still, because I was really, I had been like this my whole life. So I just thought, you're just a weirdo. You've always been a weirdo. You're just still a weirdo. 
And believe me, I've had, I had a lot of friends go, oh, Susan, <laughs> my whole life. So, you know, why would I believe in myself ever? <laughs> and that this was really happening. So I have this little French bulldog and I'm madly in love with her. And I take this silly class and this is kind of really how I discovered it. It wasn't a joke. It was the teacher gave a picture of her little horse and she sent it out and she said, okay, everybody, we're all on the computer and on phone. There's 10 people in the class. We were meditating and she said, when you open your eyes, look at the picture, look at the animal and then write, write down what you get. Well, I closed my eyes, I opened my eyes and I still remember the reading. Like he said to me, I had a, um, a nose issue. And then he corrected himself mid sentence and he goes, it was a nostril issue. And he said, I almost died and it was so dramatic, but the ravens come swim, come hang out on my water bucket and they tell me where they've been. And I find that very interesting. And he's mm -hmm. telling me how dramatic this incident was. So I'm writing it like a story. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wait, I don't write like this. I'm not even really a writer. And here I am writing this. It was like a Disney, you know, <laughs> the way I was writing. And she got to me in the class. She goes, okay, what did you get? And I read everything I got. And she said, when I boarded him and went and took a class to swim with dolphins, she said he went into his water bucket to get a drink of water. And when he pulled his head back, a wire went through one of his nostrils and ripped it. And he, they found him laying in a pool of blood. So he blood transfer. It's very dramatic for him. And, you know, his keeper. And the, the, how I knew that I was really getting things, and I was like, wow, I, but people started calling me from the class for pet readings. <laughs> That's how the business started. Yeah. One of the women was a veterinarian, and she's still a client. Wow. Yeah, that was like my first client. So I was doing readings and then the teacher had this, you know, school and I was like, well, how much is it? Is it accredited? No. Well, I don't think so. Mm. My husband's like, you can't do that. You're, you, you, you have a profession. You're, you know, you're a professional. You can't like come out as a animal communicator. He was like very protective of me mm. and I had a good, a decent business. Not that I loved it, but I was good at it. Mm hmm story of most of us right yeah it's a certain business where it doesn't fulfill us i get all of these women that come to me that i work with that um we do like coaching on like um, a soul level to get them to their higher place you know because we go through life and we're just like robots you know paying our bills and we're not finding the joy yeah so i started doing readings for free and how I did it was I called a friend from the barn and I said, I don't want to know the person, just I want to do this. Let's, I want, and my phone was like blowing up and I was getting, you know, horse trainers that wanted me to come talk to their horses and find out why they, they're not winning after, mm -hmm. you know, how, how, and I did that. I went to, you know, a famous um, racetrack here and I, I talked to a horse. It, she was in great shape. I mean, he was a great trainer um, and he didn't drug her up, but it was really hard for me to see all the other horses like with their tongues hanging out and they were so high as a kite when they come mm -hmm. out to the paddock. Um, and that kind of hurt. 
my feelings, you know, in my heart. But when she came out, I was like, you know, they really want you to win. And this would be an opening for me <laughs> so that they really know that I'm talking to animals because nobody believes that I'm really doing this. And this is important work because feelings of animals are important, you know? And so she actually uh, placed, like there's win, play, show. I think she placed. Mm -hmm. and I won. I bet on her and I won. <laughs> <laughs> I never went back. I just didn't want to do that, you know? Yeah. And there was like, oh, we should have a TV show and you should be the communicator that gets horses to win. I'm like really coming from New York and my mother loving the racetrack and loving horses and I'm so not into going to the racetrack. Yeah. <laughs> it opens up a host of questions for me because <laughs> loads of, of thoughts about the consciousness of animals. And we often think very much so that, you know, we, th we talk about our soul and our awakening and our consciousness and our ascension, what our soul is doing, but not necessarily cognizant that the animals around us are also participating in this evolvement you know, show. So let's get to pets and animals because people have a close relationship with their pets and, and very often see them as their children and the connection to them. Um, in the consciousness of an animal, as I understand it, and you feel free to correct me if I'm wrong here uh, from your point of view, um, that the, the consciousness, there's no wrong. There is absolutely no wrongs because you're guided by your guides in your daily life. Well, I've always seen our pets that we've had personally, um, especially once they've passed as spirit guides of sorts that they've come in to comfort and to help us or whatever. Because when I was a kid, I remember, um, them saying that animals didn't have souls and when we we're in church, animals don't have souls. And so they can't be saved. And so they can't go to heaven or whatever. And I was like, but all dogs go to heaven. And they're like, well, that's a cartoon. And you, know. so there, there's this feeling of this connection to these animals in such a way that, that. Um, you know, you, 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 you live longer than them. And so you see their whole entire lifespan go past, but it's like, they are often very much the comforters for us, the teachers for us, these like chapter animals that come through. And so in your opinion or in your experience, like, um, do the animals come into their incarnation knowing who's going to be their owner or do they come in multiple times through different animals as a soul to be able to communicate or, and, or help along the same person? Um, how do you feel in that way that their incarnation works? Oh, I think they come in as healers and teachers. They travel in our soul family. I, I've always said my dog, Rosie that I waited like 19 years to get another dog, um, brought my gifts to light, like made me realize who I really am. Mm. And she was there at the very beginning of my animal communication business. And um, she's always a guide for me. Mm. And sometimes she'll just, I see her in my mind's eye when you know I least expect it. That's kind of how you know it's a true visit. Yeah is when like all of a sudden you're like, boom, you know, and they're there and it's kind of like, thank you. Mm -hmm. but they come, they travel with your soul. So I, one of my early, early um, readings was with a woman whose dog was passing and it was very young and she had many, many dogs. And I've talked about this before. She had many, many German shepherds. It was her thing. You know, she loved German shepherds. And the dog was ill and I couldn't fix it. 
and I couldn't, it's not that a question of fixing or healing it, it was resistant and I never come across that since. And I even sent her to a homeopathic vet and they couldn't save the dog. They did a, a surgery on the dog to see what was going on. It was loaded with cancer. She got to say goodbye and they put the dog out, which is rare in puppies. It was a puppy, it was six months old. And she said to me, um, I never felt like this. I have so many German Shepherds. I don't know why I felt feel like this. And it's just awful. And I remember she was like the one of the people that said, I don't do PayPal, I'll send you a check. And her check was literally sitting on my dresser. I didn't want to cash it till I had resolved with this dog. And she called me and said, the dog has cancer. And I said, okay, thanks for letting me know. I'm going to meditate. I'm sending you your check back. And um, she said, okay. And then she called me back and she said, do you talk to deceased pets? And I'm like, yeah, a soul is a soul, right? Mm. So I said, but give me a week. Cause I was just, you know, when this really started happening, the sensitivity that I had, if I saw a dog running in the street and I couldn't catch that dog, I'd go home and be in bed for like three days. I, yeah. And I didn't stop thinking about it. It just so hard on me. And I would call my husband and I'd say, there's a dog. He goes, why are you telling me this? You think I'm not sensitive? He goes, <laughs> tell me there's a dog running next to you on the freeway. I can't. He goes, it ruins me too. And I'm like, oh God. So I really had nobody to talk to about this. And so I just said to her, okay, well, I'm going to, I'll call you next week. And I, I just was like, oh, let me meditate. Let me clear this. So I go to meditate and boom, her dog is right here on my third eye. Mm. So I grab my, my composition book, which I was so insecure when I first started this. I, I just would journal. I just wanted to give everybody so much. And I would meditate for 20 minutes, journal for half an hour, and then be on the phone with somebody for an hour. It was not, it was not, a, I couldn't do it as a profession. Because yeah. it just, um, so I have tons of composition books and I grabbed my, my book and I started to write and he was saying things like, um, I didn't get to say goodbye to my mom. And they told me that I can come back for a short time. I just didn't realize that was going to be like this. And I'm so sorry. He said, tell her to go in the backyard and take a picture. And she used to go in the backyard and take pictures of orbs. That was her thing. It was the very beginning of her taking orb photography. And, and she'd take orb pictures. And she said, I read to her. And she said, you know, what you don't know is my son died. And I didn't get to say goodbye. He was at my cousin's house. They found him. And so the dog was, because I got the sense it was a boy. And the dog that passed was a girl. So this is when I realized like, hmm, spirit's teaching me there is no sex in spirit. So especially with animals, I don't, I, I will call a he dog a she a lot of the times because I'm just out there. Yeah. <laughs> and then she said to me that she went out in the backyard and took a picture the night before and she was going to send it to me. And it was, it didn't, I, I was blown away. I sent it to a few people because it looked like a photo of a white German shepherd but in the orb. It yeah. looked like somebody drew and it was smiling and laughing. It was like happy uh -huh. you know, when a dog's laughing. And it was amazing. And it was a life changer. And then the following week, I took a walk with a, a girlfriend who was Buddhist. 
and um, we walked with her dog who just recently passed. It's really hard for me to lose dogs that I've known. Uh -huh. I haven't seen her dog in like four years, but we used to walk our dogs together. Mm. And it was really hard losing him. His name was Pickles. He was so nice to my Rosie. And he was this huge mix German Shepherd. And was, he was just gentle with her. And um, she said to me, I said, you know, I, I, I can't believe this. I had a reading and the dog basically told me that he she was the reincarnation of this woman's child, which I, I couldn't, I don't put it together. The client puts it together. Mm -hmm. Um, and she, the client just knew, just knew everything that I was saying had to be her son that came back. And my friend just said to me, yeah, Buddhists all believe, which I didn't know that an animal in the lifetime of its in incarnation, and it could be centuries long or millenniums long that that soul will come back as a dog at least once. Really? I never said. heard that. Neither did I. Wow. Because I was born and raised Catholic, so we don't even believe in <laughs> reincarnation, but I, I certainly do now based on what I've learned about myself and my own past life regressions and yeah. what I hear from spirit and when I connect. So that was kind of, so that, long story short, that's the answer to your question if they travel with us because hell yeah mm -hmm. and they 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 travel in soul families so a dog now could have been your husband in the last life <laughs> um and that's that's like the soul connection i always feel like i do feel i i wish it wasn't so but i feel like there's no way i could have a connection with another dog like i did with my dog rosie mm -hmm. i want her back more than anything if she's meant to be here but she helps guide me in spirit because she was always there at the very beginning of this she was there when good people were coming into my readings they started coming in so i i feel like they're there to teach you to bring you to the next level to get to get me through three surgeries which mm -hmm. they dreaded she was there um they're there for life transitions you know one of my friends her dog helped her bring a baby in mm. and um he left right after that baby was born they, that always happens i i noticed that my my pets always have left in a like right when life was getting ready to change in a big way and they're like there's no space for us here anymore um, and I actually, I want to tell you the story, but I don't want to tell you because guys who are listening, we've, we've, we're holding off because Susan says, if my pets do show up, then, uh, she will communicate some energy. So I don't want to give anything away for the sake of the show. So you guys can know that she's legit. <laughs> um, we're not testing you. I already heard what you can do and it's pretty amazing. And to be honest with you, I don't really need anyone to believe that I'm, I know, to... right. I just like, yes. I said to myself a long time ago, I'm not doing this for the money. Yeah. I'm not doing this because I need somebody to think I'm legit or not. Yeah. Legit. I really don't give a damn. I, you know, you get to a point in your life where you just go, who cares? Yes. I wish we all had that perspective. And I you think that that's a beautiful, I love that. I, I, I think a lot of people need to hear that anyway. If you were coming to this about your pets, either way, like come to our TED talk, because this is so important for people who are starting to develop their intuitive uh, beliefs, powers, gifts, and so on. What I feel like the women that I mentor, I just love them so much. I, I've never 
like loved anything as much as I love this. It almost makes me cry. My, my mentees, I call them. There's so much love that I have for them that I just want them to be better and better. And the same, um, the same thing comes up for everybody is I'm wrong. I don't trust myself. And the, the, the way to get really through that is, um, to know that like spirit doesn't ever leave you and they're always there to help you. And if this is really what you want to do, um, to develop that relationship with your soul and your higher self. And I'm like, I, I keep trying to get this ebook out that teaches this, but I want to create a whole course, but I'm such a perfectionist because I don't want it to feel like a workbook because this should not feel like work. Mm -hmm. This should not feel like work. This shouldn't feel like, I mean, when I think about it, everybody that teaches, you know, there's certain things that I love. I love a little astrology. I love a little human design. I find it so interesting, but I don't really think like, unless, you know, I, I just, and my, fr I've had a lot of friends that have any near deaths. Mm. Uh, I've had, I feel like I've lived on the other side since I was born, but there's all these different ways and you will find your tribe. You will find the person that can help you get there. There's no guru, you know, yeah. there's only love and with love and um, compassion for yourself and everything you've been through is how you grow this to, um, to, to make this work for you and to meditate. Like I've always said, meditation is the only way to, to do this. It's true. Mm. It's like, a connection so it's kind of like how I teach and just you know really letting go and just letting your because I find like even these these healers this healer that called me is really really well known and I, he charges like this insane amount of money and I'm just, I, I he wanted to learn animal communication and he kept dropping he kept in his head instead of dropping into the heart and um, when, when he would say something, oh, she's this, she's that, because of course I use my own pets, because I can only use my own pets. <laughs> I, I have a knowledge of them. And um, I said, no, you're in your head. Drop into your heart. And the couple of times I got him, because we're so used to living here instead yeah. of here, the couple of times that he went into his heart, boom, he was accurate. Mm -hmm. So it just takes that you know, that training to go to that place. Yeah. And trust in yourself, like to get past that doubt. Um, when you, so, okay. When most people, I know you specialize in doing the animal portion of it, but a medium is a medium, right? Space. Well, 90% of my business, sadly, but I'm good at it is people. Know. <laughs> because most people want to know more about themselves. Than they, well, than I saw you said that you love speaking to dead people. Yeah, I do. So what's the, so here's the deal. I, I, I all spirit, all souls, you know, I like talking to a tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so personally, uh, I'm connected in this way. Uh, I'm a medium and have connections in the, that well. I am one of those people still working on my connection and or fear. Um, and so I still have like where, where I, some things come to me clear as day and it's right there. And then other times Wow. It's like, why can't it be clear? You know, like I know I hit, but it's also hit and miss that I get scared. Yeah. And then I have a lot of doubt around it. So how does it come in for you? 
Like, I mean, whether it's a tree, a, a pet, a person or whatever, who comes to you, is it more through your process of intention that you say, okay, this is what I want to, who I want to communicate with, or do you wake up and people are standing over your bed? Cause I've had that too. Really? Well, I want a reading with you then. Well, a it, it happens a couple of different ways. Like I, I like to do a prayer protection. Like it's just a simple prayer and it's like, it, it's a balancing a chakra little blend. It's under two minutes. And I start every reading like that. And usually they're right there when I do that. Because mm -hmm. I kind of like go, no, I don't want dead people walking through my house. Like don't yeah. be dead walking through my house. No, <laughs> way, no, no good. Because I won't want to do this. Mm -hmm. I want peace. Most of it is all in here. It's rattling around. <laughs> and I have to do a lot of clearing in my own work to really be present for this. But, but for people who are listening, what does that mean that they are right there? Do you see them? Do you just hear them? I don't them I'm a little long-winded. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I'm a big talker. <laughs> I'll just have the thought, oh, I have a reading with so-and-so mm. today. Maybe she's read me before, or I have this reading with this woman today. I just like have the thought, oh, my first reading is with Jill. And all of a sudden, I'll, I'll hear her mother is here. I'll hear it and I'll sit down and I won't even pay attention to it because I want to be clean and pure and just go in and do my meditation. And then I say, is your mother in spirit? Yes. I, she was with me when I was having coffee. Let's bring her in. Um, and then, you know, sometimes it's just like a full blown, it, it's always different. It's, I really feel because I was in the art world. I used to sell art for museum level artists at one point in my life. And um, I have come up with the phrase that this is an art form. It is not a perfect science. It is an art form. And every medium paints their picture differently. Mm. And every medium will have their tribe. I've been told by my assistant that was a client, she would say, you're just so full of love. You're so emotional. You stay. I have... I have the ability to stay and go down the rabbit hole. I think a lot of mediums are like that. I don't know. I, I haven't had a lot of experience with a lot of medium readings. I saw the same medium 10 years, didn't know that I was a medium, but I would leave him and I would, I would feel like I was elevated and I'd listen to the tape for three days and I'd feel so elevated and it was, it was like just good for me. Now he never once brought my mother in, but the messages of healing that he brought in for me, plus giving me advice on my real estate business, that was epic for me. Mm. And I loved being around him and I loved being in that space. Now I have, I've never, I think I've paid for every moment with him. <laughs> it's, he kept a boundary. He showed me how I, I really learned so much from him. I tell him when I do speak to him for two minutes, like we're not friends. I mean, we might be friends, but I don't like hang out with him. I, I say, you know, I read very much like you and I, I feel like I learned from you how to do this. I mean, I really do feel like that. And, um, he's, he's just a lovely guy. His name is Tim Braun. He's in Newport beach. And I don't see him anymore. I think I have one reading maybe every two years, if that. But um, I really like, I think I got my PhD in mediumship from him, but I was always a medium from, 
from birth. I mean, my brother recently shared with me that he would he came in to change my diaper and I was sitting in my crib talking and laughing and smiling and he goes, she was so happy. He just shared this recently. And he said to me, Susie, who are you talking to? And I said, the beautiful lady. And he freaked out. He was 11. He said he flew out of the room. <laughs> he said it freaked him out. He says, I remember it was very disturbing. And he still doesn't quite, like he knows that I do this. And he knows I have a gift. But he but don't he, want to know, no. <laughs> also scientific. You know, he's, just, he's a therapist, so he goes in his head and he's like, I wonder if... Um, What's not her pathology? Me. What? What's her pathology? Correct. Hmm. He can't figure out, like, how mediums know this. Hmm. Like, he'll say, well, I just, I wonder if... Um, like, because he'll listen to other mediums and um, he's, he tries to psychoanalyze how... He's not trying to figure out like are you schizophrenic that he knows I'm not schizophrenic thank God um but it's more of how are they doing this where are they grabbing that from mm -hmm. and that I, I laugh I go okay you know and it comes out like I have a, a friend that is trying to do her own podcast and she lost a son and I met her because I stayed at her Airbnb and I felt her son with me and he was huge He's a huge kid and I didn't say anything because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on the clock. I'm supposed to be on vacation. Right. She invited me to dinner. Her and her husband are tiny people. And I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. Mm -hmm. They're tiny. They were talking and I discovered they're only married five years. And I went, Hmm. Mm -hmm. And then she's, I said, I had the guts to say, is your son like six, three, six, four? She says, yeah, I'm six, three. I go, he was with me this morning. She goes, I knew it. If he was going to go to anybody, it was going to be you. <laughs> and then I did a little reading for her because he had some things to tell her, you know, that, you know, to give her mm -hmm. um, closure that he was ambushed in Afghanistan and he wanted her to know that he had the dog because I'm an animal communicator. Yeah. Tell me. And she said, they, they, they had a dog they traveled with and there were nine guys and you know so it's really interesting like he just wanted to give me those messages do to... pets give you heads up about people that have passed mm -hmm. yeah they when communicate i messages from other people i think what happens is it's like the realm is open so now people will say come to me for an animal reading and i i just say to them i don't like to edit or separate like if yeah. somebody comes in that wants to talk to you are you okay with oh yeah that's fine because i i know there are mediums out there that go straight animal communication but nobody just people will even the best animal communicators will still bring in dead people if they're doing mediumship yeah because it's like once that door opens it you don't close yeah. it like why would you want to close it it's it to me it's fascinating yeah if there are people who are listening who who really want to open that up. So a, a good deal of my clientele is really hairy, scary about a lot of that stuff, but they're trying to open themselves up to it. Um, if they're, what are some tips for them to be able to connect to their pets or even their, their past loved ones? I'm going to go back to the airy, scary and freaked out. Since I'm five, I had panic attacks. Okay. I had 
such anxiety. I get on a train to go to Manhattan to go to work. And I, when I got out of the train, you could literally wring out my underwear because I would be just in a frother. Your anxiety is your gift. Mm. That is the gift. That is when you know that, you know, most mediums have panic attacks not all mediums but a lot of them suffer from anxiety disorder yeah okay thank you you raised yeah. your hand yeah. See, i'm not afraid to tell you <laughs> that at five years old i think my mother gave me half a valium because i had my first panic attack she had them her whole life but she wasn't willing to try to trust that this could be happening to her yeah you know and i didn't i only had her on the planet until i was 26 so I don't, I don't really know exactly a lot about her in that way because we didn't have those discussions. But I know she had panic attacks when I would do a dance recital because I was, thank God, dancing saved me. Tap and jazz, and I was into dancing since I'm like 11 years old. She could never come when I was in a play because there were too many people. Yeah. She would have a panic attack. So the point is is that the gift is the anxiety and my friend pat longo wrote a book the gift beneath your anxiety um you know demonstrating that if you can calm your mind and, and have your peace and be um in meditation and when i was having my worst panic attacks in the world i couldn't meditate could not i also feel like that was like the kundalini opening and yeah. all the shit started hitting the fan for mm -hmm. me and yeah. that was like 16 17 years ago when i really started to okay quiet the mind couldn't do it mm. when i started to come out of that six months of no sleep and panic disorder worst of my life it was like epic worst my husband was a saint because we'd go to movies and i'd grab his hand i'm having a panic day. he's like okay you're okay mm. i'd get through it um i would um I, I would finally start waking up in the morning at five o'clock tired. And that was when I was able to drop into meditation when I was really exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I started to be able to get to that, um, that place where it felt like that in between and that calm. So I have a lot of people that are afraid. I, I have a girl now that um, I'm mentoring and I know she wants it so bad. And I, and I go, okay, let, keep meditating. And then I have another girl that's so resistant. She, she rescheduled her last two readings. And then when she finally got with me, um, she said, I just want to be honest with you. I'm not meditating. Well, I ha you have to meditate in order to work with me. <laughs> Opening to diving in to your, um, to your, like, to start talking to that um, uh, collective unconscious or your higher self because i think that's where our intuition comes from it's really yeah. it's really us then working with them but we have to have a relationship with that soul in us yes 100 percent. i think that it, when we are unaware of what our own energy feels like it's very difficult to be able to figure out when other energies are around us and what energies are ours versus others i think that's where anxiety comes from often for those of us who who identify as empaths is you know there's too many people around and i'm too sensitive to the energy or whatever but i found for myself that when i started to meditate and learn what my energy felt like 
when someone else's energy invaded my space, I was like, oh, that's not mine. Hmm, you know, go away. <laughs> uh, and had and the ability to be able to make the boundaries because it was easier to tell that there was no, you know, no mixing here. Um, but I found what was it really interesting right now. So the whole time that we've been talking, I'm having this insane need to yawn. And, and I say that because like a lot, most people associate yawning with like, you're tired and, and it being like rude. I have, it's always spirit shows up and I feel like I have to yawn because there's an influx of energy that shows up. Um, and so it's a, it's a thing, but I'm holding it back. Like I'm like mm, with my lips, because I'm like, I don't want her to think that I'm being rude. No, no, I understand. I have a client that just burps through the whole. Yes. I've heard people have that. What is that in your opinion? I, know. I my assistant, like I'm not even aware when I'm doing like zooms or doing events. I started this thing, like everybody's noticing. It's kind of embarrassing. I keep rubbing my nose. Hmm. I'm talking to spirit. My nose gets really cheap. My husband's <laughs> like, you're like bewitched with that nose. Leave that nose alone. Don't be your... But I don't even know. And I'm just, I don't even realize I'm doing it. If I realized I was doing it, I probably wouldn't do it. Hmm. Yeah. I know mediums that never get, mostly the men mediums, they don't get emotional or they don't get excited. Like I do get excited. You know, when I, when my client, there's a, like, when they stop saying something and all of a sudden they start laughing. I love that. Like uh, last night I did it. I was trying to find a lost cat last night. They don't do a ton of lost animals, but this woman's aunt came in and this, the, I said, this woman's name begins with this. She, she said, it's my great aunt. And I said, well, she's helping you with the cat. And she said to me, that's the aunt that made me love Siamese cats. And I've only had Siamese cats. And that's oh. the aunt. And then I said, okay. And I said, why is she showing me a cake? She goes, oh my God, my cousin is here. And we just said, if only we can find the recipe of the caramel cake, we'd be millionaires that she made. Oh. We can't find the recipe. So her aunt was then, I see the aunt laughing and they're laughing together. And the woman has literally been in a turmoil over a missing cat. Like he didn't come home. He didn't come home. Um, and she, she, he's an outdoor cat. I think somebody has him. This just happened last night. Hmm. I think he'll be home. And I gave her a date that I think he'll just walk through the backyard again. Um, and what was interesting is the aunt then shows me she's playing cards. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I said, could you tell me more about what, what you want her to know about you playing cards? And she said, tell her to play cards because it will take her mind out of the very thing that's blocking. It's like she's setting up like all these blocks in her energetic field. And the woman starts laughing and said, that aunt, I would spend hours playing cards with. She taught me every game, go fish, this one, that one. I don't know a lot of the card games that you teach kids, but she said, and she goes, oddly enough, today in the mail, I got a deck of cards from my wine guy. Um, I don't know. She's like, gets wine, a case of wine from this vineyard in California. So and random. She, I know. So random. The deck of cards came today. So the aunt is trying to communicate with her. Play cards. Like, play go fish. Get your head out of it. And yeah. so. Did she give her the recipe? She says she can't find the recipe. Oh, <laughs> it was funny because when we were talking about it, yeah, I don't, I very rarely remember my readings, but it was just last night. It was my last reading of the day. 
And I definitely had a connection with this girl. I love Pilates. She's a Pilates teacher. And it was like the end of the day. And um, uh, we were talking about the, uh, the cards and the cakes. And the aunt said to me, they'll never replicate that cake. So, you know, tell them to forget looking. To <laughs> so it's kind of like these, you know, these messages that come in, they feel random to me, mm-hmm. but you know, they're, they're evidential for the person. Yeah. You know, you know, I mean that. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's incredible. So what I'd like to do is for those who are listening to the podcast, um, if we can connect to someone, uh, whether it be a pet or a person for me, uh, we won't do the thing here. Uh, if anybody does show up, we'll go to Patreon. If you want to become a Patreon member, go to patreon.com slash the lovely Leah. We will do more of that over there. And then also talk deeper uh, uh, to Susan about what she does. Uh, last question for people who have lost uh, an animal really close to them. Um, what are some, some things that they can do to honor their memory or know that their animal is nearby or watching over them? Well, first of all, grief is a real thing because that's a soul connection. And, you know, when just my own situation of losing Rosie, um, I can remember before I lost Rosie, before she got sick, my, uh, a client of mine, I was at my client's house with Rosie in Ojai. And I remember saying to my client, this dog is my whole world. And I really meant it. And she goes, well, you better get a bigger world. When people make comments like that to you, or, um, People say the best thing to help a loss is to get another pet. It is all such BS. And you need to not talk about your loss around people that are not going to be kind and loving. And that's really because it's just going to make the pain worse and it's going to keep that longer. Yeah. The one friend that helped me a lot. I have to bring it back to me because I've helped so many people with their pets transitioning to heaven. But when I lost my own dog, it took it to a whole new level. Yeah. For me to really sit with somebody in their grief. The only real loss and grief I had was losing my mom in my twenties, but I could remember how deep that was, but there was no connection like the one with my dog ever. There was never a love like that. Our friends will say, I love my husband like that. And I'm like, I really love my husband, but that dog was like my child, my family, my sister, my brother, all wrapped up into one. Um, so I really feel that you need to be really nice to yourself and do the grief work, you know, talk to a pet medium that really understands grief. Talk to talk, go to pet grief support groups. You know, I, I, it's two years last month and I still can't write my story of her, Mm. you know, it's just not, I can't write about it yet. It's so there, Mm -hmm. all the situations I had with her, all the amazing events that took place with her, all the traveling that we've done with her. Um, you know, it's just right here, but I still can't, if I start to write about it, I'm going to be like bawling my brains out because it's like, grief that's still there Mm -hmm. even though I work through it it's always going to be there yeah yeah honoring the grief is really important 
like I had the the dog that I lost that I felt like was definitely the soulmate of them all. Um, I'll tell the story on Patreon. It's a long story and I might cry. Um, but the, the connection that we had with each other, like it took another three years before I didn't drop food on the floor and think that she, her feet would come like behind me before, like, and I, I still, to this point, haven't gotten another dog. Cause I'm like, I just I can't replace that energy that she was yeah. even now having a daughter, I was like, well, maybe we'll get a dog when a couple years, you know, but I always makes me think of her and I'm like, it's still too fresh. <laughs> Cause there's That's a connection true. you have with your pet that you don't have with anybody else. Like it's a different kind of connection. They don't talk back either. So <laughs> what you're having is like, cause you're a medium is you're connecting with the animal soul all the time. Mm-hmm. That's what, and it, it, you know, when you have that kind of deep connection, it's, you know, you've been with that, with that soul before it just came back in your dog form. Mm-hmm. The, the one that you lost that you were really close with, was that Shadow? Yeah. Yeah, because I heard the name. Mm. You you told me the name at the beginning, but when you started talking about him, he said Shadow. Yeah. You didn't tell me that before. So um, he's right here with you. And is there a dog in spirit that would look like, um, like ears up, like pointy ears? It could look like the snout is like this, a German shepherd, a husky. Is there a dog around you in spirit that would look like that? Um, the, the dog I'm thinking of is Stefan. Okay. Um, we, but it was a miniature pincher. Okay. Was, okay. Was that dog very protective of you? It was a very little yappy dog that we had. We had him for just a very short amount of time too. But he's, he is around you though. Um, that's funny. (laughs) do feel like he's around you but i see that and the um your dog shadow was it was it like a dark dog or a, yeah really dark because she um he just said i don't know it's a girl you, yeah. yeah i never get that right i told I you know, that's okay <laughs> um because they're saying that they're very like black or dark in color and um they're um he brings me back to a time did you had when you had him were you painting a house or were you just getting into a house? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we bought a house. Yeah, everybody was painting. So I feel like he was there for you to get that epic thing, that first house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he helped you get it. Um, and he's also, um, he brings me to a bowl of chicken soup. So I feel like when they show me that, that could be that you would have nursed him or helped him in like his transition or when he didn't feel good. Um, you were like his nurse for him. And, you know, I just did this. We didn't meditate. We didn't even do meditation. (laughs) But when you were talking about shadow, I I heard the name Mm -hmm. in my head. So I knew that that was the one. Yeah. Very cool. Well, that's nice to know that she's there. Um, We'll talk a little bit more about that on the Patreon. But before we go on the podcast here, um, can you tell people where to find you? Oh yeah, it's SusanAllenMedium.com and I'm on Instagram at at SusanAllenMedium and I do uh, giveaways and pop I pop up and I do live readings for people on um, Instagram and I do my Facebook page is SusanAllenMedium. I go live there a lot that I'm going to do pet readings for, I think it's called Pause in Heaven, but it's, 
animals, living and deceased. And there will be dead people that show up, I'm sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being with us, Susan. Guys, if you like this episode, please send it to someone you love. And if you want to hear us continue this conversation, go to patreon.com slash And we will see you in the next one. hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone you love. And if you're interested in becoming a client for energy coaching or card readings, find me at thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do and to book your own session. And don't forget to add me on the lovely Leah on Instagram for daily content and inspiration and hang out with me on Patreon. As always, thank you for listening.